Welcome back to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. Good to uh, be back on the mic. Just the two of us. We've been pumping out a lot of guest episodes, but uh, we've been talking to interesting people, which has been nice. Yeah, man. It's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of great conversations lately, and uh, it's been a hell of a lot of fun, man. Yeah, and we've also been reaching out to people on Instagram. Uh, One of the people we came across was the account Fresherama. Sort of like Futurama, but Fresherama. And these are... uh, some pretty cool art for your car in the form of air fresheners yeah they got a variety man they got you covered if you're a horror if you're into like star wars pokemon whatever you might be into man they got a little bit of everything and the original art of it is really cool there's a lot of retro wave going on which i appreciate absolutely and you know they're not a sponsor or anything um they are sending us some stickers which we thought would be pretty cool uh when we reached out and started talking to them i'm getting some pokemon ones matt's getting some horror related ones they got like jason they got freddy they got uh, mike myers along with like teenage mutant ninja turtles and like all kinds of other retro stuff sailor moon if you're into that sort of thing dude they're the coolest air freshener i think i've ever seen and uh, it's almost like i don't even know if this is going to make it to the car when i get mine they might just be hanging up in the studio getting like, framed cool. Yeah. That's the thing. They they really are art. And we're not trying to push them too much on you, but we did want to let you guys, the slackers out there, know about this really cool thing uh, that's available. And they're they're relatively uh, cheap in terms of pricing, too. They're all, like, under $5, it seems like. You can get four yeah. packs for, like, 10 Yeah, yeah, you can definitely – the molded packs are where it's at. You get quite a variety. So check out Fresharama.com. That's Fresh, A-R-A-M-A. Uh, they're also on Instagram if you just want to give their art a peep. I uh, promised I'd do that for him, and we followed through. Nice. So now on to our actual show content here. We always like to start out our weird news with a little bit of weed news. And this time we're uh, we're talking about you know what's been going on lately in the news. There's been a lot of protests. There's been a lot of uh, citizen uh, feedback as to how the police are doing. Uh, you can see all over uh, Seattle, Portland. There's like basically riot cops showing up and and shooting at people who are protesting. And there's a lot of actual looting and stuff going on too. It's been it's been a bit of a mess. And our Congress people are out there trying to address that. Uh, Bernie Sanders was actually on the floor of Congress back in June, like mid-June, talking about different ways to possibly address some of the police reform that could happen for the future of this country. And now I know you're saying you haven't said cannabis once. (laughs) This is weed news. We're waiting on it, man. Where is it? I know, right? Well, it all kind of ties in because uh, one of the things brought up by Senator Bernie Sanders was the fact that uh, they need to legalize marijuana. He says in the midst of uh, uh, the many crises that they're facing as a country, it's absurd that under the Federal Controlled Substance Act, marijuana is a Schedule One drug alongside killer drugs like heroin. He goes on to say that state after state has moved to legalize marijuana. It's time for the federal government to do the same. When we talk about police department reform, we must end the police officers continuing to arrest, search, or jail the people of our country, predominantly people of color, for using marijuana. 
So it really does tie back into the war on drugs, um, at least partially with uh, some of the stuff that people are rallying against when it comes to police reform. Well, I mean, that's really one of the underlying starts of war on drugs too, I believe, you know, like was profiling and prejudice and all that bullshit, you know, it's craziness. Absolutely. So, you know, and it continues so. today. I mean, you look at even the case with uh, Breonna Taylor, where there was a no-knock raid based off of a drug warrant. That That is a continuation of, you know, the war on drugs predominantly affecting people of color. And, and in, in her case, like, they weren't even involved with, it was the wrong fucking house. So... It, you can see that there are still continuations because of this war on drugs that it actually instigates a much larger problem that we have in our society that's being addressed right now. So there, and Bernie Sanders isn't alone. Uh, the governor of my state, uh, Gavin Newsom, described his state's uh, legalization of marijuana as a civil rights matter. Uh, Ralph Northam out of Virginia said that the passage of cannabis uh, decriminalization legislation this year represents an example of how much his state has addressed racial inequalities. So it's it, it's he's not uh, Bernie Sanders isn't up there as like the lone independent in, in Congress rallying for legalization. There's a lot on the Democratic side. You see, there's not I don't see as many people speaking out from the Republican side. It seems yeah. to be definitely a more left-leaning uh, issue when it comes to legalization. But I really do think it is it is a civil rights issue. It comes down to, you know, people's rights being violated for something that they, in one state, they're allowed to do. And in another state, they aren't. And then even further than that, there's people still sitting in jail for offenses that other people are essentially committing, quote-unquote, because it's legal now. And when it comes down to the th simple fact that there's no reason for it to be illegal, like realistically, it doesn't kill anybody. We we peddle tons of things that kill people daily. Oh in yeah, all of our grocery stores and gas stations, whatever it may be. I mean, why the fuck is it just this one plant has to be singled out still to this day? You know. And a lot of it, I mean, uh, the Library of Congress actually recently posted a collection of racist news clippings that helped drive the cr criminalization of marijuana a century ago. So that can actually, you can go and look, you know, at some of the history behind uh, the racial targeting through marijuana uh, of, of specific populations of our country. And, you know, I mean, we might also be uh, like showing a little bit of an effect of that in terms of like getting busted and getting let go versus getting busted and getting hauled off to jail for it. I mean, I haven't actually been busted with weed or anything like that but maybe that's just because i haven't been searched because i'm a white dude yeah you know? it makes yeah, you it really does make you start to think about that yeah man the difference in yeah what you're gonna encounter versus mm -hmm. another person is the matter totally of true. matter of profiling and stuff so yeah. until we have actual federal legalization there's still going to be a basis to keep on uh pushing these laws that are just gonna get people locked up for ver for offenses that essentially are less harmful than the damage that's being done. Here, here's a quote, uh, well, the uh, head of the federal health agency recently acknowledged racial disparities in drug enforcement and the harm uh, that such di uh, disparate practices have caused. And uh, Normal, the National Organization uh, for Reform of Marijuana Laws, asked her to go on record to further admit that this trend in criminalization is more harmful than the marijuana itself. So it's like when, when locking someone up for doing it ends up 
ruining their life more than if they had just been smoking weed and not arrested in the first place, then it's probably the law that is the issue. Yeah, sounds like it, right? <laughs> yeah. So we have a far way to go. It's only a small portion of what a lot of people are out in the streets asking for these days. But I think it is an important part that could lay uh, groundwork to kind of equalize uh, the, the laws for everyone, essentially. Nice. At least that's my opinion. That's also the opinion of Marijuana Moment, which is uh, where I got this article from. You can check it out because we're going to be posting it up on our Facebook page on Thursday. So you can read along, see if you agree. Let us know in the comments what you think. Um, yeah, I'm interested to hear because this it's it's we talk about cannabis a lot, but mm. on a like very base level, it, it, it is affecting much more than just, you know, oh, I can't go down. You can't go buy an eighth from a store, you know? Yeah, 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 man. It's a wild world, and uh, I think we're on the right side of it. Definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's talk about some real crime, man. Let's talk <laughs> about some shit that's going on. Cagayan de Oro in the Philippines. And uh, apparently the world of cockfighting has been forced to go underground. <laughs> oh, uh, no. During this pandemic, it's crazy. It's affecting even the cockfighting. Uh, I guess one of the big cockfighting like, festivals caused one of the big outbreaks in the Philippines. Cockfest. So, yeah, Cockfest uh, 24. And it, basically, so the cops are really getting crazy about shotting these down specifically out of all entertainment. Okay. So people are like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to fight our cocks? How are we going to make the money betting? Yeah. Dude, we're not the only ones breaking to Zoom to stay in contact. Oh. These guys are having multiple people film they're keeping it a small group. They'll have just like a couple of guys that fight the uh, the, the chickens. Mm -hmm. And then they'll have two people recording on two different platforms, you know, such as like a Google. This is a multi-camera setup? Yeah, like Zoom and Google Hangouts in case one gets shut down somehow. And, and uh, they change the locations. Usually they're like an abandoned place, a rooftop, a, you know, a barn, even like a backyard. And it's, it's really hard for the cops to trace this. They can't catch them. There's no crowds making noise. Um, I'd imagine unless there's something remarkable within the uh, the like building they're shooting and you wouldn't really know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the chickens aren't going to be too, too crazy loud, probably. And yeah, man, I, I guess the bets can even go up to about 100,000 pesos, which is roughly about $4,500 on oh, each wow. um, fight, which is crazy. So there is definitely a little bit of money going on. People can bet up to that much on the fight. There you go. So imagine that among, you know, a bunch of people betting online. I don't even know the numbers of people that are actually spectating. I'm sure more people will be easy to spectate that than go to it in person and worry about getting caught. You True. Know? So I wonder if it's going to increase the amount of crime that's going on with this. You know, I, I, I feel like we're going to see an increase and it might not even after the pandemic go back to the old ways of being in public. That's what I was just thinking. They lowered their overhead a lot because in terms of like, an event planning like to switch mm -hmm. it to zoom and then you're opening yourself up to a much larger market like what about the people who never thought about watching cockfighting but now they can do it on instagram live you know it seems you know that the betters are pretty happy about it right now because they, instead of like being there in these gross ass places they get to sit at home and watch it you know on their phone or on their big screen tv even oh you yeah know? you don't gotta go down to the shady part of town where they're fucking putting razor blades on fucking chickens feet uh. <laughs> Man, it's wild to see. I wonder what else is really brewing, you know, with the criminal world like this. I mean, there's not much. I mean, 
probably besides this that I could think of. What else do they fight? I mean, you could fight humans if, uh, yeah, if there's like cage, yeah, cage fighting or something. I feel like that would get found out quicker. <laughs> they put a little more effort into that tracing. Yeah, those. it's easier to catch a person than a chicken. But it gets yeah. you thinking, like, what else is going to be going on with this crazy Zoom shit? You know, people are relying on different sources of uh, entertainment, man. It's definitely a revolution. I didn't think mm. cockfighting was going to be the first uh, industry to really, you know, mar market it. But Dude, take advantage of social media and a whole different aspect. Go underground, but you've never been more, like, evident. You know, it's like right there. Anybody yeah. can just click it. Yeah, it's like a, it, dealing weed in a Walmart parking lot. It's like you're right in the open, so no one suspects it. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but... Don't, don't take our advice on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's wild. I hope these uh, chickens get found out and rescued, I guess. That's the best case scenario is maybe they bust them. They're the real victims, dude. They don't even know what's going on. They're just being jacked up, forced to fight, dude, flexing. It's crazy. They could go viral and, like, not even know it. They don't even know, dude. They're not getting any of that money. They're not getting any of those clips, man. Those click fucking dimes, you know? You, you think that's going back into chicken feed? I doubt it. Highly. They don't give them sweet outfits either, man. Not right. even like wardrobe. So we're going from the Philippines uh, back to my neck of the woods over here in California up to the uh, Lassen Volcanic National Park, uh, which is, uh, I don't know if you know about this, Matt. It's a volcano in uh, California. I don't know about that place. Yeah, Lassen. Uh, I, I think it's called Mount Lassen. It's it's an actual volcano. I don't know if it's like active, active, but it's all like volcanic soil stuff like that. They have a lot in this huge national park there where people go camping. Hmm. Well, this camping trip didn't end too well for this person because uh, they were going swimming in Manzanita Lake, and they encountered an otter. You know, California is known for its otters. Monterey Bay, where I used to live, a very otter-centric area. And these things look cute and cuddly from afar. But apparently getting close to them can get your ass bit. Because that's what happened to this person. Oh, man. You know, they do. That's the problem, dude. It happens with bears, too. People think they're just cuddly. And then you encounter a raw, mean, wild animal. And it's always the the babies. That, that set them off. Mm -hmm. Don't go near no babies, dude. So the uh, the visitor ended up being bit by the otter. I'm guessing they were just like swimming too close and didn't even realize, you know, those things blend right into the water. And they didn't say the extent of the injuries, but if you've ever looked at the mouth of an otter, it's got some nasty fangs. It looks like a cat's mouth almost. Oh, really? So they it got can really fuck you up with punctures. They got those big like um, flexors, the canine flexors. There you go, the canine yeah. teeth, and yeah. then the little ones up front. So if they sink those four into you, it's almost like a little wolf. Dude, that could fuck you up. That gets a mean vein, like you're done. Shit gets nasty real quick. Um, they didn't say if the otter was injured in this, but uh, they're guessing. Gotta be clean, right? They're guessing that the uh, otter was trying to protect his young, and that's why it got aggressive. They say, please stay away from the otters because uh, you don't want to end up like this visitor getting the, the sharp side of the razor razor fangs and claws for, of these little oily bastards. Sounds like a challenge to me. Go find that otter. You Damn think you could take an otter? An otter is like the size of a medium-sized dog usually. We're they're, talking they're, about in the water or out of the water? In the water, they definitely have an advantage. Yeah, I don't know about the in the water. Out of the water, dude, he's mine. 
Yeah, then they're low clearance. Well, he's mine. He's down towards the feet. That's the dead zone. Mm-hmm. Right? Although, you know, punching an otter in the face is probably a hard task to a harder task to accomplish than you would think. Yeah, that's why I'm going to river dance on his ass. <laughs> he's from the river. I'm going to show him what's up with the river. <laughs> Send him back. So uh, I, I hope that the otter's okay. I hope the person's okay. Yeah, um, man. Stay away from them. They're cute. Watch them from afar. Don't get near yeah. those those bastards. That's why they make binoculars, man, and hundred times zooms. Yep. All right? You got that iPhone for a reason. Start zooming. Yeah. Hell yeah. Stay safe, uh, man. Now, cockfighters are not the only ones that are uh, forced to adapt during the pandemic. I'm just gonna say right now, the drip has also adapted people. And what I'm talking about is a businessman coming out of Prune, India. Who's flexing on everybody with his sweet ass four thousand dollar twenty four karat gold mask? Ooh, that's Dude. a price tag right there. Talk about the real drip daddy. This guy, man, he says he's not even sure if the thing is really protecting him from <laughs> coronavirus, but he's taking other other precautions. <laughs> other precautions? Other precautions, and like I think he's a little confused about what the mask is supposed to do, but. You know, he's still looking good. Apparently, it's 60 grams, two ounces of fucking gold on his face that he's carrying around. That's got to be a little bit... Dude, I'm smothered by regular masks. Can you imagine, like, two ounces of, like, solid, like... Just, like, a, a cup on your mouth, like... It, it looks... It, from what you you showed me before with the picture, it looks almost knitted. Like, there are, like, holes com- coming through it. So, I wonder. But the weight of it, I would imagine, is pretty, like, heavy. Dude, he looks like he's wearing a... a gold coffee filter on his head yeah, pretty his, much like maybe oh, like, it looks like one of those um the the nice hats that you'd, yeah that you'd see out in the rice fields yeah yeah dude <laughs> too much for me man uh the way I would that definitely it's like be sort of knit together fixating like there like, oh, the flex is too much for me um apparently dude it's become quite a commotion when he goes out with this thing people want to take selfies with them and shit they're like jesus they're like look at this guy he made american slacker i mean he's made it that far (laughs) he made it that far you're right dude we are awestruck man he said they were all awestruck to see him wearing it but we're awestruck i think any any word on the the artist that came up with this um it just says it took it took a craftsman eight days to make in prune or in poon rather sorry i said prune before poon is the name of the town um yeah, no, no mention of the artisan, the master that did this. Because, I mean, it definitely is a work of art. That's you know, I'm like, shitting on it by saying a coffee filter, but, I mean, it's definitely a work of art almost. Like, if it took eight days to make, that's... Totally. Insane. She's got to be on Etsy, you would think, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Rich <laughs> Etsy in India. What the fuck? Four, $4,000 mask? Uh, I don't know if there's another one of those out there. Hey, $4,000, <laughs> eight days, you could make almost sixteen grand a month. Yeah, true. I mean, hey, that's not a bad living, man. It's not bad at all. Rough Just on the fingers, though. <laughs> yes, I and I wonder, like looking at that, it, it was like woven, like gold mm-hmm. cord or something. I bet you the gold is so thin and probably frail to work with, so it's yeah. probably a nightmare, like snapping gold, like oh, on the way. It might be some sort of uh, like string rolled in a gold coating of some sort. Hmm. I wonder. He'd get ripped like off thick. if that was the case. Oh, dude, he doesn't even know. He's like, it's two ounces, but it's really like three quarters of an ounce of gold. <laughs> the rest is like nylon. String. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is a way to flex, though. That's that's how you get them. 
The drip is real in India right now during this pandemic. That's all I know, man. I haven't seen anything to compete with that coming out of America or the rest of Europe or anything like, dude. We got a, a drippy on. situation for our next article here. It's actually coming out <laughs> of Spain uh, where, you know, there's a lot of follies going on. A lot of people are using Zoom, uh, Skype, those kinds of things for these uh, community meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, you've seen a lot in L.A. Uh, went viral recently where the people were getting screamed at by by their constituents uh, over Zoom. Well, there's also those uh, situations where people are essentially exposed on on these live streams. A couple that I've seen are uh, a news anchor's husband walked out in a towel, I believe, <laughs> not knowing she was live. Uh, there's there's that famous one we talked about actually on our last episode where the man is talking about North Korea and then his, his wife comes in to pull the kids out from behind them. So <laughs> all kinds of things can go wrong with these internet interfaces. In Spain here, a man was running a little behind. He, he's a part of the uh, municipal council in uh, northern Spain, and he, it's just—it's part of a small town, about fifty-two thousand people. Nothing, not like a huge city or anything. But they have, you know, problems like any other town, and they wanted to get on and still address some of these community issues via uh, live stream. He figures, you know, I got stuff to do. I got to pick up my daughter and I got to go to my second job. He says he works as a uh, part-time swim instructor. And the meeting they were on ran fairly long. It ran from like the morning until the late afternoon. And he's like running behind on his schedule. So he has the genius idea. I'm going to bring my computer into that. I'm going to minimize the screen, keep the volume up so I can hear what's going on. Hop in the shower. What? They're not going to hear the drip, drip, drip going down? You know, if you mute it, I was thinking about it. You mute it, you close the the video, you're golden. It would have worked. It was the perfect plan. Oh, he didn't plan. have to... Okay, okay. It was the perfect plan. So he uh, set it up, but forgot to close his video screen. That's the worst thing. Man, you couldn't have not turn the mic off oh, oh my god he forgot to turn the mic off too because they heard the running what? water which pretty much drowned out he didn't he didn't mute or or disable his video at all he just hopped in the shower had the had the video running and everyone steps everyone in the uh meeting was frantically was trying to call him which he couldn't hear his phone because of the running water of the shower and he kept on showering as people became more and more uncomfortable <laughs> my god dude that is uh that's just what you want your councilman to be that kind of schmuck <laughs> you got faith it's funny because everyone was like say something say something to him quickly and then once the um shower turned off and it looked like he was finishing up to get out they Im immediately closed out and ended the uh the meeting because there was there was journalists there there were people from the public there watching like that it was not a closed meeting by any standards this was very much open to the public so they they frantically closed the meeting got a hold of him let him know what was going on he kind of laughed it off and was like well this was just an accident he says you know he's been a swim instructor his entire life and being half naked around people's eyes isn't the first thing that concerns him. 
Yeah, at least he's got the confidence to rock through it. I like yeah, that. no shame. No shame at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you got to do it, man. You just got to ride that fucker right out. He has offered to resign after the incident. <laughs> I don't know if he should. I don't no. know if he needs to. It's a common nah. mistake, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> The way he owned it, it sold me. I like it. Yeah, that's what I thought too. You know, he was uh, very upfront and wasn't embarrassed over it. So it's like, uh, let him let him stay if he wants. He he offered to resign though, so he can yeah. shower in peace from now. <laughs> yeah, man. Never bring a laptop into the bathroom. How about that? Just make that a little, a little rule there. You know. Good call. I don't know. I don't know. It's a safe bet. Man, you gotta be careful out there. <laughs> Well, let's keep talking about crime. It's been a, uh, it's been a while. I'm loving those crime stories. We're going near you, Jess. We're going to Santa Cruz, baby. Woo! And uh, we've Lost got this, boys. We got a solo Thelma and Louise going on here, man. You'll see what I mean by the end of the story. We're starting out in the afternoon. It's a lovely afternoon, and then all of a sudden, we got a call of shots fired. All right, and there's apparently a crazy man waving a, a handgun around, shooting fucking bullets up into the, the sky and this is occurring a little bit away from santa cruz we're gonna get to santa cruz but this is in davenport which okay. is uh, about 11 miles northwest of santa cruz okay probably up the coast i'm guessing yeah yeah right up that nice pch right yep highway <laughs> one uh, man what a beautiful highway if you were to jack a car next <laughs> after you're waving that gun around and uh go ripping and that's exactly what happens he uh leads police on a hundred mile per hour chase south oh my god towards santa cruz and uh i guess he gets when they get towards santa cruz the cops were a little worried you're getting towards like a populated area that you know there's a lot going on in santa cruz so they call up to chase hopefully he'll calm down mm. you know he'll slow down and another officer will catch up with him down the road right which is exactly what happened and uh they they caught him down a little bit on west cliff drive which is another road that is right along right along the beach and coast there yeah yeah and that's when the guy decided he was going to gun it and just fucking right off the fucking cliff into the ocean. Holy shit. Dude, right into the Pacific Ocean. I don't... The balls on this dude must have taken up the whole passenger seat. They were enough <laughs> to to weight down to where you know it has to put the seatbelt sign on when there's enough weight on the passenger seat. Maybe that's know. what fell on the gas. <sighs> yeah, maybe they fell off that. They kind of slept over into the gas. Dude, oh my god. Jesus. This guy flies off the cliff. Uh... Apparently, no injuries at all. He just climbed mm. out of the car and up the cliff. And that's exactly where the deputies were waiting for him and took him to get dried off and give him a nice bologna sandwich down at the precinct. There you go. Oh, man. Poor poor dude whose car that was. Can you imagine, dude? It's like you're just like having a good old day, and then all of a sudden your car gets jacked, and the cops are like, well, we caught up with him. We recovered it. <laughs> we're in the process of recovering it right now. We're... Uh, pulling it up at the bottom once it dries out you'll get it back oh man well hopefully insurance takes care of that dude you know um they got a total it i'm hoping right i mean once that thing submerged electrical system i mean it's probably oh that's done all the salt water in the engine i'd imagine that couldn't be good if it's a tesla it's definitely done but i mean a regular car too probably but ah man it's it's uh invigorating to see that there's people out there like this you know i don't know Mm. i don't want to encounter them I don't want anybody to encounter them, but you know, I don't know. Just reading these stories and knowing these kinds of people are out there, it's like magic is real. <laughs> there, a little bit is still out there. <laughs> you know, I've heard I've heard about uh, hitting the gas too much and you'll flood the engine. This sounds like a different version of that. 
<laughs> it kind of is. That is. So we're going to continue the uh, the ridiculousness here because we have a funny clip for you. This will be posted up on our Facebook page on Friday so you can laugh along with us at the end of your week. Uh, we're calling this one the worst Jedi. Appropriate. Appropriate Lucas wrote man. this one out, I think. Yeah, I think this was scrubbed on the, uh, the cutting room floor, you know? Right there. And uh, I don't know, man. Maybe they should put it in towards the yeah. end. Yeah. Or something, it's, you know? It's cool to see the effects before the uh, CGI. True, true. Yeah, that is another nice aspect of it. Um, it's cool to see, you know, these artists work on their footwork. That's what I think I appreciate the most about it. It's the choreography. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, nice swirling. You know, he gets a couple good it. spins behind his back there. He had it for a second. Oh, but then the you got a man with two by four. And you always oh, right dude. into the caution cone. You gotta you gotta spot the the foresight. You gotta look down the road before you gun it, dude. Because like, we, you... can we get one more replay on that? I want to hit him with a play by play here. We got man yeah. in a red shirt, white guy in a red shirt, black guy in a black shirt. Both have two by fours. Red guy was pulling some Jedi moves until intimidation factor was up, and then he lost it. Yeah, as soon as he lost, so. The real gem in this whole thing is why did they fucking stop filming? Because you know it's you know he got his ass beat right. Look at this! Look how it ends! Look at that dude! (laughs) That guy has reached above his head with the board, and he's doing, dude, he's doing the slam like you're at the fucking fair and you're trying to beat that thing and bring the you know what I mean the like ultimate sledgehammer strength game where you're Mm -hmm. nailing that little rubber thing. You're trying to make it to the strong man at the top there with the belt. That guy was about to make it past like double strong man on that other man's fucking forehead. Yeah, that that can be filed under cut too soon. We'll be posting it up on Friday though so you can laugh along and see this little uh, terrible Jedi fight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we're getting ready to give you some more things to watch uh, that maybe you can check out on any of your um, media streaming platforms. But uh, before we do that, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode of American Slacker is brought to you in part by Dango Products. Made here in America, they offer wallets, watches, and many other accessories. A couple months ago, I ordered my do one Dapper Pen Wallet in their patented d which is amazing. The d that they've created is a material that is scratch-proof, water-resistant, and so easy to clean. You know, if you're working out there on the grind, getting your pockets dirty, maybe getting your wallet dirty, this thing will clean up and you can go out in the tux at night and you won't even know the difference. Check out their quality selection of wallets, watches, and other accessories at dangoproducts.com. Use the promo code SLACKER for 10% off your order. SLACKER APPROVED. Hey, this is Jake and Adam from the Hopper. That's right. Cut to promo, but we fucking hate promos. Promos are tough. What do we do? We got to promote ourselves, but it's not really our fucking forte. No, it's not. We fucking hate them. They're a pain in my ass. They're a pain in your ass. So you know what? We're getting through this together. If you hate dumb shit as much as we do, give the Harper guys a listen. That's you, right. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Facebook, Instagram, theharperguys.com, Twitter, at the Harper guys. So, or shoot it. What? That, that, mama. That's what we do all the time. Shoot us an email at theharperguys at gmail.com. That's right. Can't wait to hear from you soon. Let's do this. Hip hip. Shitty-o. And we're back, and we're going to talk about a couple things we've been watching that we think, hey, 
maybe you guys would like to check them out as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, hopefully you have gotten into HBO Max or you had HBO uh, Go or whatever the hell they're, they're naming it because uh, they've made a little bit of a switch and the suggestion I'm going to be putting out is on HBO Max. So uh, that's the only place you can get it. But I suggest you get it because this show called Doom Patrol is my latest obsession. Yeah, man. You've been talking about it a lot. I got to check it out myself, but it sounds very appealing to me. Yeah, it's uh, based out of the DC comic universe. Now, anyone who isn't a fan of superhero movies and stuff like that, don't get turned off immediately by me saying this is a superhero thing. Because at its heart, I really feel that this show is about therapy and dealing with trauma. It's it's like dealing with your problems. And it just so happens that these people's problems involve their superpowers. That's cool, but the root of it is you can take away something that could be relatable to your life, which is always fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's well, everyone's got problems, right? Everybody, right? Come we on. all have we all have stuff we can improve on or solve, or you know, things that uh, come back to bite you. Um, and the characters in this show are like the perfect representation of that. They all have something going on that's plaguing them um, at a personal level. It starts off um, with. Uh, of all people, Brendan Fraser as uh, Cliff Steele. And he's a NASCAR driver or like a race car driver. And he gets into an accident which kills his family. And his brain is put into a robot by this man called the Chief, who is essentially a modern day mad scientist. Dude, can we talk about how Brendan Fraser really has aged into a NASCAR driver? Like he literally just looks <laughs> yes, like a NASCAR no. driver. I Seriously, mean, perfect. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking perfect for him. Um, and you know, you don't see him as that too much. I mean, sometimes in the later episodes, there's weird like flashbacks and into people's minds and stuff like that, where you actually get to see him as a person again. But for most of this series, he is a giant robot man. Um, and that's literally his superhero name. If you go back to the actual comics of Doom Patrol, um, there's Robot Man, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Crazy Jane, and then Dr. Niles Calder, aka the Chief who is the one who put uh, robot Brendan Fraser together, or Cliff, as, as the people in the show call him. He then is you know taken into this uh, house of misfits um, to meet the rest of the group, which is played by an amazing cast. You have uh, Diane Guerrero, who you might recognize from Orange is the New Black. Uh, you also have April Bowlby, Matt Bomer, which I've seen him in a bunch of stuff and I just, I can't seem to put my finger on it. Um, but he plays uh, Mr. Negative and he's fantastic in that. Like I mentioned, Brendan Fraser, Timothy Dalton is, uh, plays the chief. So you have like an amazing cast here for this and not to mention the, uh, the creator, Jeremy Carver, uh, also did Frequency and Supernatural. So if you've ever seen Supernatural or you're a fan of that show, it definitely has that same sort of dark feel to it. Sort of a lot of sci-fi elements coming in in terms of like parallel universes, uh, different timelines, uh, going inside of people's heads, uh, shrinking sizes, Alice in Wonderland style, like that kind of stuff. Um, So it plays around with a lot of cool elements. And like I said, at its heart, it really is dealing with these different characters and how like Elastigirl, it's not like she's just like, oh, let me just stretch my arms. Like, you know, the uh, Fantastic Four type of shit. 
she actually, when she becomes emotionally uh, distraught, her starts to melt into it like a blob. It's almost uncontrollable. Like uh, if she gets too overwhelmed by whatever the scenario is. And she used to be an actress from like the fifties. So there's like an ego complex in there and stuff. And each of these characters have that sort of thing going on. Um, I found out that this series started out on the DC Universe uh, platform, which was news to me. I, I didn't know that DC Universe had like a platform for all their shows online. Yeah, neither did I, but I mean, it seems fitting. They've got quite an archive probably. Oh, absolutely. With all the, you know, I know that they have the Flash on CW and Arrow and um, they're also, uh, I should mention Doom Patrol, I found out is a spinoff from Titans, which is another show that they have based off of the Teen Titans. Uh, so you have like Cyborg and uh, Beast Boy and Raven. And like, I haven't watched that one yet, but now that I know about that one, once I'm all caught up on Doom Patrol, I'm probably going to go back and check that one. They, so they have the whole first season, which was out on the DC Universe platform, and they decided to strike up a deal with HBO Max, I guess, and release the entire first season out onto HBO Max. And now the second season is coming out currently. They're releasing it on, I think, like Thursdays or something, like okay. actively. So there's a whole first season, which has a decent amount. Of, you got like 15 episodes from the first season which I'm just about done with now. And there's going to be nine episodes, I think, total for the second season with at least three or four out uh, as of this recording. So there's a decent amount to to check out with this show. And I think just the, the cast, the way it's shot, it, it was nominated for six awards, a lot of them based on like the cinematography and stuff. So... I mean, I think it's totally worth checking out. Like I said, even if you're not into the whole superhero thing, I think that that's just, it's almost like an allegory for the problems that the people have. And if you look at it that way, you can get a lot out of this show besides the whole like Avengers type of thing, which can, you know, turn off a large group of people. Okay. That's awesome, man. It sounds like there's a lot going on. There's a lot to grab hold of. Like, mm -hmm. uh, so there's, there's probably something for you in this. Even yeah. if you're not a superhero nerd, don't get straight away. This definitely and sounds... And you know, it's tough that like, it's it's hard to say, look past the giant robot guy who's the main character, <laughs> if you're not into sci-fi and stuff. <laughs> but I, I really do think there's there's a human at the heart of all of it. Um, and it, the that central theme of, you know, um, people's issues is, is a really cool thing to see played off of. You know, superheroes, people who are supposed to like, oh, they got it all together. You know, he can fly, so what's like, he has no problems at all yeah no that doesn't solve the fact that your girlfriend's mad at you for not like remembering her birthday <laughs> you know being able to turn invisible isn't gonna like pay off your mortgage you know? <laughs> yeah yeah so i i suggest checking out doom patrol it's uh like i said on hbo max there's a whole season worth of episodes uh to watch and there's new ones coming out currently so uh give it a try nice definitely curious definitely want to check it out I'm going to give you a little something different, man. I'm going to give you a documentary recommendation right now. And uh, this one just kind of moved me and my girlfriend, and we really enjoyed it. And uh, I wanted to recommend it. As soon as I finished it, I was like, this is definitely going to get recommended on the show. And I want to do it sooner than later because, um, you know, I mean, by the time I do it too late, everybody's seen it. And I want to be the one that tells you, all right? 
I'm selfish. <laughs> now, what I'm going to recommend is called A Secret Love. Uh, it's an American documentary. It came out to, in 2020, and it's directed by Chris Bullen. And uh, it's a story close to home for him. It's a, really about his great aunts. Okay. Um, and that is Terry Donahue and Pat Henschel. Uh, Terry Donahue is famous, actually. She was a baseball player uh, early in the 40s. And um, her team actually inspired a league of their own. Oh, really? Okay, cool. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, it's really interesting. And they have a little secret that they lived out for seven decades that nobody knew. And uh, it is that they were in love and together, you know, okay. for 70 years almost. I wow. think it was 69. And uh, yeah, it's a crazy story that the whole family never knew. And then, you know, one time Chris Bolin went to visit his great aunts in 2009. Um, and they were having a couple of drinks. And then some, you know, loose lips. And then they finally got comfortable and told him, you know, what was going on. And he was just like, this is beautiful. Like, wow. Why, why are you guys even hiding it? And like, they explained the whole story. And he was like, this needs to be fucking made into a movie. Like, we need to like document this. This is crazy. That's amazing. And so, he, you know, he, from that trip, he went on to like just networking with a ton of people, trying to find the right people to make this film with. And finally, you know, a couple of years later, it was like uh, 2013, he finally starts getting ready to make the film. And now the story is going to shift a little bit because um, apparently Terry took in worse health. So, you know, she was starting to get a little frail. So now it wasn't just going to be a thriving love story. It was going to be, you know, kind of a, a story of a, a hidden love yeah. to the end. You yeah. Know? Pretty sad change. And uh, they filmed over, I think, five years all together and uh this film ended up being like 83 minutes of just a beautiful life story of how these women like you know were in fear of prejudice and just hid this since they were like late 20s wow and just claimed to live together because they couldn't afford the crazy rent in chicago huh. that was their you know their high too that's a decent cover right had tons of cover stories with guys saying they had boyfriends and stuff and they had um, you know, plenty of friends that were hidden, you know, and still hiding the fact that they were gay. And okay, uh, so some of their friends were aware though, close friends. Yeah, so. yeah, they had they had like a whole another family almost hidden, you know, wow. of gay friends that, that like they could talk to about anything. You know, right. there was this one male couple that they were really really close with. Um, and it was it was beautiful to see. You see the story, you know, from the director's mom's side uh, story too. You know, her side of the story, which was growing up with, you know, them being together, and not having any idea of it, and being so close, and you know, just coming to the realization these many years later of like, oh, this is why this was going on, and like, you see all this deep diving. Things, things started to click. Yeah, it's crazy to see the times. You know, the the different generations, the different you know eras right. that these two go through. And now we're in finally an accepting era of, you know, being gay. So they finally feel the comfort. And uh, it's just, it's beautiful, man. It's a beautiful story. There's a moment where they get an impromptu wedding where, you know, Terry's 90 years old. She's in the rough, like, health. She's yeah. like, they're, they finally go to a nursing home, which is like a fight to get them into because um, the other significant other, Pat, doesn't really want to go to a nursing home. She wants to care for Terry at home, mm. you know, pride. And they're just like... They're really good people, man. You can just see it. It's uh, it's like one of those heartwarming, you know, string pulling films. I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's a very hum human story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, 
nothing but high ratings for this film, man. That was a, the crazy thing too. It got a hundred percent from Rotten Tomatoes, which is insane. And then audience was ninety six on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn, that's like unheard of. That's uh higher than the. Oh, I forgot to mention mine before. I'll mention them at the end. That's a. Uh, uh, impeccable rating yeah yeah 8.5 on uh, imdb too so pretty high there too man damn so those those are two movies or well a movie and a series worth checking out you got a secret love and doom patrol by the way doom patrol eight out of ten on imdb 95 percent on rotten tomatoes and 82 percent audience score beaten out by a secret love dude beaten uh, it was a it was a sweet movie. Sounds man. like you, you can't, can't beat. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't beat that. Really, if anybody looked at these sweet old ladies and gave them a shitty rating, dude. Oof. We're gonna go Jane, Silent Bob showing up at your doorstep with it on that. Right, that's a dick <laughs> kicking right there. If I ever heard of one, so yeah. so check out a Secret Love and Doom Patrol, and uh, we will be right back after a short message. This episode is brought to you in part by Hemp-CBD.com. Hemp-CBD was founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with the mission to provide the best products in the industry. Hemp-CBD has created a one-stop shop for tons of CBD products, such as tinctures, edibles, topicals, pre-rolls, vape, and pet products. The products carried by Hemp-CBD are sourced from an organic hemp that's grown in the United States, lab tested and consists of CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. This testing ensures that their products contain CBD and no other cannabinoids like THC. Head over to hemp-cbd.com and use promo code SLACKER for a 20% discount at checkout. That's hemp-cbd.com, promo code SLACKER. These are untethered conversations at the back of a bar. These are the things that we often leave unsaid. These are the lost signals we put out into the ether. With discussions on video games, movies, literature, philosophy, philosophy and more, The Lost Signals is a podcast platform for interesting analysis of pop culture at large. Founders Scott Thurlow, Stephen Ramosi, Jonathan Ian Manzer, Chris Morgan have produced a steady stream of content since March 2015 to bring our unique views and ideas to our audience. And we are back to uh, ask a couple hypothetical questions here. We want to just, you know, throw a couple things out, see what the mind's got cooking. Uh, might be something down at the bottom of that pot you can scrape up. It might not taste good. <laughs> I, like, I like seeing where the mind goes with these questions. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, I get to see where you, what you're thinking. And then furthermore, a lot of the times... You know, we get comments from the slackers later on down yes. the pipeline, and they're they're talking about like, oh well, this is how I would approach that hypothetical. And like, the hive oh. mind is the most important Dude. because then you get the real grip on what people are thinking. The evolution of it, man, it's fun, fun to watch. Uh, I'm gonna start this bad boy out. All right, number one, if you were a transformer, what vehicle would you turn into? Shit. Well. I'm just gonna go with my gut. My gut went jet ski. It's pretty fun. I mean, would that? That's probably an Autobot. I feel like a jet ski is definitely an Autobot. Like, oh, it's a good guy for sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Okay. Huh. I, I'm. I've never rode a jet ski. I'll put that out there too. Oh, they're fun. <laughs> I love so, jet skiing. So I mean, maybe it's just the the fact that I want to ride one that like <laughs> factors into it. 
Why not turn into one? Fuck Why it. Why not turn into one? one? I want to ride one. Why not be it? Yeah. Okay. Damn. I was just going simple. I was going to be like a fighter jet. Like, I always liked those in the, the cartoons and shit. Uh, the fighter jet would be pretty badass. You just, and then you fly and land and you're walking around. You're not scared of heights? I'm terrified of heights, but if I was <laughs> flying, here's the thing it's a control thing. If I was flying the plane, probably wouldn't be afraid. Yeah, that's it's true. a weird fucking control thing. I don't know what it is, but I bet you if I was up there in that cockpit, sweating bullets, just holding joysticks, probably so, cool. so you're thinking like an F-16. You're not talking like old school, like Hell World no. War II fighter. I want like some new shit like that. We don't even know the name of. Like <laughs> I want top of the line stealth bomber style gonna, shit. I'm going to be this little like 16 foot tall jet ski. And you're going <laughs> to you're going to be like fucking 40 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Ice in the water behind you as you're trying to jet ski away. So here, I'll hit you definitely just... Decepticon, by the way, in case you didn't catch catch that. I I, I figured as much, you know. That's kind of you're a fighter jet, so it kind of <laughs> goes with the territory. Um, so another one here. If extra lives were a thing in the real world, how would you get them? Sex. Through sex. <laughs> <laughs> Cha-ching. I don't so, know, man. But, so what? And then, but so then if you shot. if you don't have a like if there's no pregnancy involved in the sex uh then you get the extra life but if someone gets pregnant you lose one of those lives oh dude you just gotta so come from somewhere if you're just down to one life you die if you get somebody pregnant oh my god <laughs> so you it, ooh, you get control population control hidden in there because i mean then you're like you gotta get the lives to have the, the kids you that know? just means you gotta like have one practice session before you go for an actual Oh, it's going to wipe out a shit ton of people. It's kind of really a fucked up Russian roulette. I was thinking, like, every time you save someone's life, you get an extra life. That's probably the more logistical way to go about giving out lives. If we're going to do them like a stimulus package here. But then you get... The, I feel like my mind then immediately goes to, now, as, like, I, I know this is an option, I need to run out and save someone in order to get an extra life so I'm covered. You know what I mean? Which is kind of risky. Setting motherfuckers up. So it's risky could, behavior. You would be setting them up so you could save them. Like, that's how people would be thinking. They'd be like, that's... putting out slippery shit and be like, oh, don't slip there. <laughs> oh, there you go. He was Rack definitely going to die. If he, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a that's an odd one. Uh, I'm curious to see what the slackers respond with on that one. Right. That, that <laughs> that's what I had in mind for that one. All right, number three. If you were a food, what food would you be? I'm gonna go pepperoni and pineapple pizza. You're gonna be that guy. Half of them hate you, half of them love you. That's perfect. It fits yep. so well. I'm a little right. cheesy. Come on. A little sweet. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, I get you. No, that's yeah, a nice I can also be spicy. So that's, I think that damn. fits me well. Damn, that was, that's pretty that good. Was, okay. Boom, right on the head of that one. What okay. food would you be if you were a food? Baby, I'll be a taco. I'm, I'm complex. There's layers to me. A little bit of spiciness in there, too. You know? A little, a little ground beef. Stirring up the... Uh... Guacamole, because it's creamy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's okay. a little blend going on there. Yeah. Okay. And definitely a little cheesiness. We get cheesy around here. We and, get cheesy around here, if you hear. And definitely spicy. All right. That, that works out well, I think. A taco <laughs> and a pizza. Um, what animal would be better... If it was covered in scales. Oh, dude. Ooh, definitely a lion. A lion with, like, scales up until the mane. Oh, and then just the mane and the head is fine? 
Yeah, or does he have scales on the face? Scales too? on the face and nose and shit. But oh, like, okay. I think his skin is scaled, but there's hair patches on like the very the... end of the tail, and then yeah. on the around. We got to do a paint job on the hair too, because like we can't just have the regular colors. You got to do some crazy colors if he's gonna be all scaly. We gotta have dark scales, and then maybe the hair is black or it's white. Okay, I'm gonna. And I've stick... made a monster. <laughs> that that is pretty horrific. I'm gonna to to help combat your monster. I'm gonna stick on the same continent. I'm gonna say elephant. Ooh. Elephant covered in scales. That changes war ancient warfare completely. Like plates on them and shit. That's crazy. They're plated. Like armadillo plated elephant. elephants. Pretty much. It, yeah, it's like a giant armadillo. That is pretty cool. But if you could figure out how to ride the lion, though, bro. Game over. I'm just saying, because that's definitely... Hey, if we, if we could have ridden lions, we would have done it centuries ago. You're right. <laughs> You're totally right. We would have tamed the hell out of those cats. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that was pretty good. Uh, all right, let's go with number five. Would you want to permanently feel zero pain if given the chance? Now, this is like a real, this is like a deep question. I feel like. So, like, I can still die, and like, do I get the chance to go back to not feeling pain, or is this like permanent from here on out? It's permanent. So, like, here on out, you're not gonna you get a paper cut. You're not gonna feel it. Then you die. You're not gonna feel it. Like, yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna say no because i am very accident prone and my ass would be bleeding everywhere and not even be aware of it it's you like, need to know you're nicking yourself <laughs> yeah absolutely i would like gash the back of my head on like getting out of my car or something and people would be walking around like just pointing and throwing up because like you could see my brain and i would just oh, have no idea <laughs> like damn wow okay okay <laughs> I agree. Uh, different reasoning. Uh, that's crazy. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking of like, you'd never be able to enjoy pleasure again. Like, you know, without pain, what is pleasure? What is, mm, you know, the duality. understanding a good day, feeling great. Like, you know, there's nothing better than when you're like, you're, you're fucking sick for a week, dude. And you're like, dog shit. And then all of a sudden you're finally nice again. And you're like, this is what life's about, motherfucker. This is what life's about. I'm looking at the sun. Huh. I can do whatever I want with my day to day. You know, and like, also, if you were sick, would you just be sick and not even fucking know it and just be walking around? Oh, dude, just keep wearing yourself down until you die because you don't realize you killed your immune system out all the way. Right? <laughs> oh my True. God. True. That'd be, a, that'd be a tough one. That's more like a curse. So, last one here. If your bed sheets were made of any deli meat, what would you want them to be made out of? Oh, definitely not bologna. <laughs> no, no. That's like, that would be like the hotel what the hotels do. <laughs> hotel sheets would be baloney. You, yep. these baloney sheets have never been changed. I could tell. <laughs> yep. Um, There's an olive right there. <laughs> man, I guess turkey because I like turkey. You know, I don't okay. know. And you I feel were like saying you were a turkey guy when we were talking earlier. Well, that's gross. I feel like would be turkey. Ham feels slimy and oily. Mm. Chicken's too plain for me. <laughs> That's true. You know what? I'm going to go roast beef. Oh, God. Because, like... Bloody onion shit. You better make sure No, it's not well. rare. Not rare roast beef. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking regular roast beef. Leather Just face sheets. The, I could I could honestly see roast beef sheets being... Uh, ew, I don't like saying that. I, I could see those being, Maybe like, one of those, one of those things on, um, on like, uh, the internet that you buy. It's like, oh, it looks like beef. So people uh, might not even like think a second thought. They're like, oh, he's quirky. He got beef sheets. Where's the beef? It's in my fucking bedroom. That's where it's at. 
I like that's it. Where we're gonna, that's where we're going to leave it. Leave the beef uh, in the bedroom. Leave the beef in the bedroom. That's an appropriate spot for it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been a fun episode. We've been all over the place with our roast beef sheets episode. And this is, uh, this is out of hand. It is. Everybody, if you want to catch up with me, uh, Instagram, MWG Media. And on Xbox Live, catch those hands, Maddie G from HP. And uh, you can just follow me around <laughs> San Jose if you feel like it. Oh, uh, my Lord, stop it. Hit him with can, a gram. You can, Hit him with uh, a gram. You can follow me at the real Justin Bieber. Nope. <laughs> nope. Don't associate with that guy. You can follow me at Landers the Plane. Sounds about right. That's All right, right, people. Much love. Till next time. That's it. There you go. We're smoking America. America. We're passing America. America. I'm mapping America. America. I'm psyching America. America. We're talking America. America. We're blazing America. This is fucking America. We're second America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passing. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and act a savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip. You falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We're smoking America, America. We passing America. I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We're talking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We're second America. We're second America, America.